Hello friends. So welcome to our new podcast. I'm Tanishka and today we are going to talk about science behind intoxication. Today we'll discuss the ins and outs of intoxication and offer listeners a special surprise at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. So yeah, today I'm having Pratik as my co-host. He's into law with a passion for social service and I'm so grateful for having him today in this conversation. So hello Pratik, how's you? How's it going? And how's your mental zone working right now? Hi Tanishka, I'm good and thanks a lot for having me here. And yeah, if you ask about my mental zone, so to be honest, yes I'm quite nervous. but you know i'm also delightful as i'm starting my podcast journey with you oh i'm full of beans hmm so prithi you know now what we were going to talk about in today's podcast tanishka i think it's crystal clear i'm going to talk about science because our topic is science behind intoxication and i will be specific and i will try to explain in simpler terms as you know these things are little complicated also i've divided this topic in such a way that uh, in the first part i'm going to give scientific answers to all your questions and second part we are having a special surprise as i already mentioned earlier okay fine so my first question towards you is what is intoxication and why is it a problem uh see tanishka if we say etymologically intoxication is an administration of poison in our body or going into the state of inebriation that is influence and now if we say scientifically it is a pathologic state of excitement you know which causes impaired judgment or hampering the ordinary course of action of a sane minded human being uh, you know which is caused by excessive hormonal release and at last if we say medically it is an induction of disorder consisting of reversible maladaptive behavioral or you know psychological changes in us now coming to the second part of our question apart from the obvious issues relating to the illegality of some drugs and the you know many health risks associated with the mode of administration like uh, if we say ingestion and inhaling a small proportion of it may also develop dependency as a result of frequent episodes of intoxication so perhaps the most concerning issue of all according to me is that risky activities of all sorts increase even with low levels of intoxication so finally tanishka in conclusion i would like to quote the findings of a report published by national health and medical research council uh, somewhat 20 years ago so the report says that people generally tend to engage in more adventurous and risky behavior and the potential for harm is elevated considerably when they are in the state of intoxication as we have seen in many cases in india also and a huge proportion of all kinds of alcohol and other drug related problems are due to intoxication so mainly if we say accident overdose and self harm are very high in youth nowadays i hope i am pretty much clear with this question yes yes you are i understand it so well so the next is what causes intoxication and what makes it addicted Okay so this question is quite scientific in nature because you know our endocrine and nervous system comes into play so i will start from the basics so in simpler terms brain has a sort of reward system integrated into it and in a healthy person the reward system reinforces important behavior uh, that are essential for survival you know such as eating drinking sexual activities and social interactions so it's like reward system ensures that we reach for our food when we are hungry because you know after eating we will feel good Uh, it makes the activity of eating pleasurable and memorable we can say so we would want to do it again and again whenever we feel hungry 
सो फ्रीक्वेंट डोजेस ऑफ इंटॉक्सिकेशन ऑफ नेचुरल अननेचुरल सब्सटेंसेस काइंड्स ऑफ हाईजेक दिस सिस्टम एंड दैट टर्न्स द पर्सन नेचुरल नीड इनटू ड्रग्स नीड ओके तनिष्का इफ यू डोंट वांट आई विल डायरेक्टली जंप ऑन टू द साइंटिफिक एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ दिस क्वेश्चन सो वी ऑल नो दैट एंड वी हैव स्टडीड इन आवर हाई स्कूल दैट ब्रेन कंसिस्ट ऑफ बिलियंस एंड बिलियंस ऑफ नर्व सेल्स और न्यूरॉन्स एंड न्यूरो ट्रांसमीटर्स सो न्यूरॉन कम्युनिकेट थ्रू केमिकल मैसेजेस एंड वन अ न्यूरॉन इज सफिशियंटली स्टिमुलेटेड इट क्रिएट्स एन इलेक्ट्रिकल इम्पल्स आई होप यू आर गेटिंग इट so this triggers the neurotransmitter to fill the gaps known as synapses this synapses uh, which in turn allow the signals to pass so these synapses are the gaps that are be, uh, present between two neurons so the breakthrough in this process is the transmission of dopamine and this is also known as feel good hormone in common language and these are released by ventral tegmental area also known as vta so engaging in enjoyable activity stimulates the dopamine producing neuron and then it further reacts with the receptors to create a pleasurable feeling or you know re- the rewarding effect as i explained in the previous question and gradually what happens is the dopamine is transported back to the neurons by special protein so i cannot recall the name of that protein now and the sub- what, what the substance of intoxication do is they increase the level of dopamine so like if we consider uh, in the case of alcohol or heroin or nicotine these are the most common substances of intoxication they indirectly excite the dopamine producing neurons in the vta so vta is the target site for such substances and tanishka if we talk about cocaine and meth uh, so what it does is it blocks the uptake of dopamine transporter protein and in addition to that it enters the neuron and triggers the dopamine even in the absence of electrical impulse so combination of these two phenomena creates a continuous stimulation uh, maybe over stimulation resulting in an intense euphoria and tanishka the biggest drawback i want to highlight to the listeners is that it desensitizes the reward system so the person no longer feels rewarded with everyday stimuli like you know food sex and social interaction and the only thing that's rewarding is the drugs so this is how the substance changes the person's life priority and this is the biggest drawback of the intoxication and you know after sometimes even the drug loses its ability to reward and even higher doses are required to achieve the said rewarding effect yeah 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 i agree so now i want to know why do only some people get addicted ha huh. so tanishka to answer this question i would like to highlight an experimental research paper published by professor bruce alexander he hails all the way from university of michigan and this research paper this particular research paper also made it to a renowned book the psychology of addiction published by routledge so i strongly recommend you to read this book so what professor bruce did was he caged and isolated certain rats in two different compartments and the first compartment was small and bleak and you know the rats living in those were devoid of food Uh, there was not uh, much food available in that cage and drugs like morphine heroin and uh, cocaine were kept in that cage and you know the other cage was properly designed into colony housing and it included uh, cedar shavings ample food and other rats to socialize and lots of nooks and crannies for hiding nesting and you know having some rat fun so these studies showed that rats live in rich and social environment the second cage i'm talking about took less or almost no drugs even when they're free- freely available so please try to understand the research paper exclusively mentions that it was an exposure to drugs that led to compulsive consumption but you know the isolation and disconnection from healthy and social environment so human like rats uh, living fairly healthy and reasonably fulfilled lives also you know tend not to become addicted to drugs or other experiences so finally it isn't so much that drugs aren't addictive but that many things can be given the right circumstances Okay fine it was quite difficult but i finally get that so now i personally want to ask that i am young 
is drinking bad for my health? I know, I know. It is a gibberish question, but still I want to know. No, no, Tanishka, this is not at all, uh, you know, gibberish question. This is very important question and it has to be addressed. So, this is but obvious that alcohol is bad for our health. There is no you know, second opinion. Nahi hai. And drinking too much on a single occasion over time can take a serious and a very serious toll on our health. So, I am going to explain about how it affects the different functioning of body parts. So, we will go from top to bottom. And it's like we have our brain on top and I have already explained in the previous question as to how it affects our brain by, you know, interfering with the communication pathways and can change our behavior and mood and behavior altogether. And it creates latency in the body, it slows down the metabolism and so on. Moving down, next on our list is the heart. So prolonged drinking over a long time or too much on a single occasion as I said in the previous part of the question can, you know, damage heart causing cardiomyopathy or, you know, arrhythmia that is irregular heartbeat or stroke and even high blood pressure. So long story short, the central machine responsible for transportation in our body is badly damaged by alcohol. Now moving even further down, we have our liver. So alcohol increases the amounts of fats in the liver causing you know steatosis or we may say alcoholic hepatitis, fibrosis or even cirrhosis that is you know completely non-curable. And then moving even down, we have our pancreas and alcohol causes the pancreas to produce toxic substances you know that can eventually lead to pancreatitis uh, this is a very dangerous disease this causes the blood vessels to swell uh, which prevents proper digestion so you may know the gravity of uh, consuming alcohol next i think i should highlight some you know cancer causing aspects of the alcohol so according to national cancer institute there is a strong scientific consensus that alcohol drinking can cause several types of cancer uh, even though who have no more than one drink per day or you know binge drinkers have a modestly increased risk of alcohol related cancers. At last Tanishka coming to the immune system. So drinking too much can really weaken our immune system making our body a much easier target for diseases like you know pneumonia and tuberculosis uh, and many more as compared to the people who do not drink too much. And drinking a lot on a single occasion slows your body's ability to ward off infection and even after this happens even after 24 hours after getting drunk so i hope you understood how bad alcohol is for our health oh that's daunting i knew that alcohol is bad but i had no idea about its implication on our health so yeah finally mere sare scientific questions khatam hue and now it's time for special surprise and it is related to law According to me, legal aspects are not common when it comes to intoxication. So, what's your take on that, Pratik? Yes, Tanishka, you're absolutely right. And as we both are into law, so we should, you know, throw some light on legal aspects and case studies too. So, in terms of legal provision, an act done under influence of heavy intoxication, not voluntarily. Pay attention, it's not voluntarily. It's a defense to the wrongdoer. This is enshrined in section 85 and 86 of the IPC. So this is one thing. But sometimes the wrongdoer does much gruesome acts. Like if we consider Nirbhaya rape case, we saw how horrifying a person could act under the state of intoxication. I think you should take this part. So over to you. Alright Pratik. So this was the case that have changed every individual and even the institutions of our country. We all were somewhat aware of the facts of the case. So I directly jumping to the Rishi Desilendi. This was a rape case committed under the state of intoxication by the convicts. So, in the words of the Honorable Supreme Court, I quote, The deceased possibly could not have imagined that she would be the prey to the savage lust of a gang of six. 
became a playful thing that could be tossed round at their wild whim. Her private parts would be raptured to give vent to their sexual appetite. This was unthinkable, sadistic thing. So then, what the victims had not conceived of it all happened, as the chronology of events would unroll. The attitude, perception, the bestial proclivity, inconceivable self-obsession and individual centralism of six made the young lady to suffer immense trauma. So in this I say, life spark that moves the bodily frame got extinguished, in spite of availing all this possible treatment that the medical world could provide. In short, the whole body was totally and badly damaged. After that, the accused, namely Mukesh and Pawan, mentioned in their statements that they were intoxicated during the commission of their offence. They pleaded that their socio-economic background was so poor, hence there should be a commutation of the punishment. The court rejected these pleadings and sentenced them to death penalty. So Pratik, here we can say that something motivated them to commit such acts. Maybe by alcohol, maybe not. I think it all happened because the person have no knowledge of the acts done by him in the state of intoxication, as you have already elucidated on earlier questions. Yeah, I completely agree with your opinion on this. And I think I do remember a similar judgment. It's, uh, let me check, it's state of Karnataka versus Krishnapa, uh, where the High Court reduced the punishment on the ground of social background of the accused. But you know, later it, when it was challenged in the Supreme Court, uh, they overruled the decision of the High Court and they increased the punishment, stating that uh, social background is no ground for commutation. So, any further questions, Tanishka? Yes, yes, Pratik, I'm having. Last but not the least. What are the ways? How can we get rid of this problem? So, Tanishka, comprehending your question in two different ways, I would explain as how to get rid of this problem as a person and as a society. Now, as a person, this is game of mind control. Control your mind and you triumph over this problem. And uh, and to do so, we have uh, many ancient methods like, you know, meditation, concentration, also known as uh, Tratak and yoga, of course. With meditation and yoga, many impossible tasks can be achieved and intoxication is nothing in front of it. Not just intoxication, but any kind of distraction I'm talking about. Now, as a society, this issue must be addressed more frequently. So prohibiting or banning even the permissible limits of you know such substances can be a short term solution to this. But for a permanent solution, a long term strategy has to be developed, not just by the state, but also by us as a person. We can take inspiration from you know Professor Booth's experiment and create a fruitful atmosphere in the society. Then we can say awareness is another solution to this problem. But rather we should say literacy clubbed with awareness should be our solution, as the person ought to be capable of understanding the gravity of intoxication. Finally, you cleared all my doubts. So thank you so much, Pratik, for joining us today, giving your precious time. Your kind words mean a lot to me. So with this, we are going to end our podcast. Stay tuned. Take care. Bye-bye.